Hello, hello, everyone, new and returning. Welcome to Scrippers in the Cities. I'm Lynn. I'm Giselle. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, or watching. We have reached over seven thousand downloads, and it is all because of you. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy! I can't believe we hit seven thousand. Like, I don't even. I mean, it's so crazy because we were never expecting it to like be like that, and it's so cool. So, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you guys are enjoying it. Yes, we love doing this. Um, so I was waking up super early to record this episode, so I appreciate you, Giselle. And um, we have. More contents to share with you. Yeah. So excited to for you to hear what we have. Yeah, for no, you. <laughs> no problem, mom. I know it's like we are both so busy, so it's definitely hard to find time. But we do because we have fun doing this, and we know you guys are having fun doing this. So I appreciate you for also like making it work with me. And you guys know how busy our lives are, and we know how busy your guys's lives are. So it's really cool to know that we're coming together. I mean, people are still messaging me about the podcast and telling me that they're listening, even though like you and I are so busy and we're, we haven't really focused as much on it as we were before when we first started. But it's really awesome to know that people are still listening and. Even new people that I've never seen before, so that's exciting. Yes, it's super exciting. I also got those messages. So I was like, "Oh, I listened to yours and Giselle's podcast. It's been very helpful." And you know, the cool thing is that they just stumbled upon it on you know the podcast plus platform, and it's just amazing. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, I think it's funny too because I actually watched our old video together just to see. What it was like, and like it is crazy the quality. Um, before you were in your other apartment, and look how much you've grown since then. So if you guys haven't seen her original original OG video, you guys should watch it. <laughs> it's on my channel. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that's that's the best part about it. You know, we're being we're staying real. We're staying like just how like on the first episode. That's our purpose and that's our goal for this. And. I'm just happy to see that's what we've been doing mm-hmm. and just, you know, more improvements. Yeah. It's, it's actually crazy because we're almost to the end of May and it's literally time is flying by and doing this once a week actually makes time fly by even faster. You're almost going to graduate. You just finished uh, your finals. That yes. Yeah. How'd that go? So I finished my finals. It was uh, great. Um, I don't have much classes this quarter. So only very focused on clinicals because I have clinicals three days a week. Next quarter will be busier because I will have one, two, three, four, four clinicals plus four, four classes plus two days of clinicals. Excuse me. So it's, and I'm learning abdomen and OB. So I'm done with vascular. I'm done with echo. It's been bittersweet. Um, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, that's really cool. Wait. So then, when you go to clinicals, are you going to be doing admin OB? No, no. Oh. Clinicals. I'm still doing echo. <laughs> okay. I'm doing echo vascular. But you just learn abdomen OB. That's yes. Cool. 
um, they, the goal is that they teach you enough so that you can sit for the RDMS if you wanted to. Nice. Then you can be a full body tech. I can, but do I want to? I mean, you can get a lot of, uh, you can get a lot of work and you can make contracts and you can make more money that way. Kind of figure that. I can. Yeah. You'd be very diverse. Let me think about it. <laughs> Overachieving. But I'm just kidding. That's actually really cool. I did talk to like recently a 14 year sonographer and she, I posted postings because there were, there's some openings out here in Las Vegas. And so I was trying to see if anyone was, you know, wanting to find a job out here. And I have openings for both general vascular. And so, you know, it's like, and then also echo. And it's like, I wanted to post it to see who was interested. And she messaged me and she said that she does echo vascular but she also does general so she's a full body tech so she basically can like go either way and I'm like that's so cool so look at all the opportunities she has you know and I don't know maybe maybe when you learn having OB you you won't feel overwhelmed but I know you will (laughs) because it's a lot (laughs) that's why I heard (laughs) so we'll see but yeah that's exciting and I know you're gonna go on break and vacation right I mean, let's see. By the time this episode airs, I will be on vacation. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, we're going to be answering um, some Q questions. So it's a Q&A today. And typically for our new like setup, we're going to do Q&As at least once a month. So th- this month, um, this is questions that people have turned into my Instagram. And uh, we'll also do the questions that have uh, Lynn have been collecting to next month so you guys stay tuned for these episodes because these episodes are the ones where we're answering your guys's questions so- yes and the format is that we usually do it at the end of the month so that we can wrap everything up with all the contents that we have throughout the month which what you said doing this makes times fly because before I know it it's the end of the month like four episodes the month is gone so let's let's go (laughs) let's do it okay so first question okay so it says how did you decide what specialty to go in and then in parentheses it says your first specialty so I'm assuming it's asking like um perhaps like abdomen or OBGYN or something but also like echo or general or vascular I think I think the the question is asking how do you choose a specialty to decipher the program because obviously we change our minds going through the programs so like general you Mm -hmm. thought you're going into general for example and then changed last minute yeah so so we know your story which if you guys haven't listened to before but Real quick, why why did you go general? Obviously, we know. I know why. I <laughs> I went general. I chose general because of my dad, which is the reason why I'm in sonography program. Um, but then I just changed last minute. Yeah. It was it was a gut feeling. It was a you know split second decision, and I haven't regretted since. Good. Yeah, we have a full on episode, you guys, on that. Uh, to see how to choose your specialties, like how to choose between general echovascular. Um, 
and we kind of just touch upon them a little bit. So we have future episodes we can talk about each specialty individually and specifically. And also you can hear other sonographer insights. We have a bunch of those episodes featuring other sonographers who talk about, you know, why they're in their specialty, what they're doing. And I always have said I've gone into general just because I kind of fell into it. So, and I love general. I don't think I could see myself doing echo, honestly. Um, but I wish I knew because I want to scan my heart. <laughs> But I do, I do general ambassador. So I, I really do enjoy it. I love it. And it's very, it's both, both specialties, you know, all of them, no matter what route you choose, you'll, you'll enjoy it, I think. And you always have opportunity to learn either a new one or another specialty. Um, my first specialty board exam I took was abdomen and I took abdomen, I took vascular and I took pediatrics. So now I'm just waiting to decide when I want to take OBGYN if I really want to, but I don't really care to <laughs> right now. But do you do them? Like OB-GYN. you do them at the hospital, right? I mean, at, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, that's the thing is um, for some people, they think when they hear ultrasound, they're like, oh, so if I go into ultrasound and like I want to specialize in abdomen and I want to work in the hospital, do I only scan abdomen? Like, no, you'll probably scan abdomen and OBGYN and probably vascular, depending on the departments, but you will scan more than what you think. And even all you need to do to become a registered diagnostic medical sonographer is become registered, register, like take one board exam in, it can be any of them, like abdomen, OB, honestly, it can be breast, it could be um, pediatrics, it could be vascular. I mean, vascular, you're going to have RVT after your name, but all you have to do is take one of those board exams to be registered, you know, and you can have multiple if you want, but there's people out there who have one registry and scan everything. You know what I'm saying? It's confusing, but I have an episode on that too. You guys want to check? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Next question. Should I take SPI after first physics class or wait till after second physics class? So I think I've gotten this question way back when. (laughs) Um, well, it depends on how your curriculum is set. My program has two physics class. Um, if you just have one, then take it after your class. For my program, um, there was two parts. So the first part is, you know, about the relationships of and the parameters of post-wave, continuous wave. That's all I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second is more of like hemodynamics and Doppler, mm-hmm. um, which is a big part in the SBI. So for me, I just did a little research, you know, like on the uh, ARDMS website in the SBI that said certain percentages that we've we've talked about this in our SBI episode about what is in that exam. And then I can just like wage myself, see how much I know. Um, I took it the week before the the week before finals of my second class so that I have all the information um, and that I'm ready. I didn't, I didn't want to take it after finals of my second class because, you know, once I take finals, I'm done. I want to be done. Um, so I think that was like a sweet spot, you know, like you're at the end of your second class, but you're not done yet where all the information is fresh in your head. Um, 
So I would say for this question, yes, because I mean, you also have to know yourself. Like, do you want to risk not knowing um, what's the what's what's one of the parts about it? Like the uh, quality or quality assurance and stuff. Quality assurance is like in the second. That's why I learned my last week. Oh, okay. okay. So um, that wasn't as important because I only had one or two questions on the SBI for it. So I was like, okay, I'll risk it. I'll just look at at the review books and see what the general gist of it, and you know, risk it. Right. Um. So it's just purely up to you. Like, if you want to know everything one hundred percent then you can take it after your second class. And if you feel very confident and knowing most of your, um, you know, your stuff, it only takes, what, 555 to pass the, um, the SBIs, you know, you can play that game mm-hmm. if you want. So you have to know yourself. And um, I would say generally, yes, wait after your second physics class. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes, I think it makes sense because you finish everything and you you learn everything. So, I mean, I guess it really depends on them and how they feel after their first physics class. I mean, because I'm assuming they haven't taken the SPI. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how comfortable are you? Exactly. How comfortable will you be after the first one? And I mean, -hmm. if they're giving you that option, I would just wait so you can study more and get the whole view of everything. I mean, me yeah. personally, I only had one physics class. So it was one semester from, you know, I don't know, but, but one semester is like January to May, right? And you only go to class twice a week. And so I would not have been ready to take the test in that span of time because I know myself and even knowing myself, I still didn't pass the first time, you know? So knowing myself and knowing that that's what I went through. I would wait for until I was actually ready to take the test, right? So. Yeah, and like I have classmates who, um, one who took it right after the first physics class and just because she wanted to know what the test is like, she knows herself who is, she, that she's like a poor test taker. She wanted to know what the exam is like to, you know, like the first trial. And she didn't pass, but you know, she under, she, you know, she understand the, the format, how the test taking is. And the next time around after her second um, class, she passed. So mm. it's, you know, and then I have other classmates who wait till everything is done. Finals done, spent a week after finals to study for the SBI. So it's yeah. just on you, how confident you are with the materials. Yeah. Good advice. So good luck. Yes. This is Best of luck. Lot. okay next question what type of job do you recommend for a new grad like full-time per diem slash prn in a hospital or a clinic good question well i mean Mm. lynn hasn't (laughs) graduated yet so i haven't graduated but every time i'm in a clinical site i think about where i want to end up at the end because you know i always have an end goal of what I'm working towards mm-hmm. and a change. So <laughs> it changes weekly. It changes daily. Like last month I want to take echo first. Now this month I want to take vascular first. Yep. So um, honestly, it's up to you. Do you, I mean, 
per diem is most common for new grads because a lot of places they are hiring per diem and then they will take you on full time part part yeah. part time and then full time. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, new grads take per diem because they want per diem specifically, and some have the opportunity to go full time. So it's depending on like where you want to work, what is available at that time that you're applying and what your preferences are because it's it's very hard to be black and white on this right I mean I can give you my two cents after um my experience and definitely it, I guess for you you got to see you get to see outpatient and hospital right like you got that experience oh no for y'all who don't know we've been having really bad wi-fi issues this morning so anyway bear with us Hello. <laughs> Hello again. We're back. <laughs> okay. All right. So I was about to give you my two cents. This time I really tried to remember what I was Okay. So we were talking about my two cents. Actually, so what do what type of job do I recommend? Like, so since, you know, obviously I was trying to say that Lynn has gotten to see both hospital setting and out, outpatient setting. Me, I didn't get to see outpatient setting at all because I was at the hospital the whole time. So I didn't get to see what a clinic was like and like for clinicals, right? But I did get a job with a small company and I worked at outpatient clinic slash doctor's offices. So luckily I did get to do that as my first job. So I worked, I had clinical setting for, you know, clinicals. I had the hospitals and then for my first job, it was a clinic and that was also PRN slash per diem. Um, so typically what happens is that when you are a new grad, you're trying to find out positions, right? You're trying to see who even has an availability, who's open, who's willing to hire you. And that's why Lynn is saying it depends. It depends on what they're offering. It depends on where you decide to apply. I've seen students who get two offers. I see students who get a hospital offer and a clinic offer. And personally, like if you don't know or if you haven't tried both, or if you're kind of curious or you don't know either or, or one or the other, if you go to a hospital, you're probably going to see a lot more and do a lot more difficult patients, right? Because you're going to see a lot of different types of exams, people who may be ventilated, people who are in pain. Um, and that's a different kind of busy versus an outpatient place where people usually walk in and they walk out. And it's, we've talked about this before as like a conveyor belt setting where you're going to have to be fast. And so do you want that as a new grad? Do you want to work really like quick as a new grad? You know what I'm saying? So it really, like Lynn says, depends on how you are after you graduate. But for me personally, like I would recommend a hospital as a new grad and PRN or per diem instead of full-time so you can kind of see what it's like and what you like and because once you hit unless you want benefits right full-time usually comes with benefits so if you're already set like I want to do benefits I want benefits I want full-time if you're set with that then obviously do that but my recommendation would be like do a PRN or per diem job see if you like it some people even do PRN, work two jobs, work in a hospital, work in an outpatient setting, or work in two different hospitals. It sounds like a lot, but it's actually not bad when you're per diem. 
And most per diems actually have two jobs um, because it's you're capable of having them. So I think like if, if you're a new grad and you're willing to be open and like you get those job offers, because obviously some people don't, but I've seen many of our students in the Discord who get multiple offers. And I've seen many people message me with this question, should I take this job or should I take this job? And I, that's kind of cool. That's where you want to be, right? Like you want to have those offers for you. And like, that's, I think what Lynn will have eventually. I think everyone's going to want her to work for them. <laughs> let's, let's hope, right? So if you're in that headspace and after graduating, like, I think that's how you should choose and decide what kind of area do you want to be in? How how much stuff do you want to see? You will definitely see more weird things, I think, and abnormal things in a hospital. You'll probably learn way more in a hospital as well. But don't get me wrong, outpatient's great too. People, some people just want to do that and are happy with that. But I recommend personally a hospital. And that's me. And per diem. That's I recommend that too, unless you need full time. And you get paid more as a per diem. <laughs> you do? Yeah. You typically oh. get paid more. So if, if y'all are curious. I like the um, non-committed part mm-hmm. of per diem because you're able to be independent yeah. and, you know, take that and go with it. Because if you're in full time, you know, you're there and you're, it's your first job. And I don't want to, you know, think of it negatively, you know, full time is great. And I I do want full time, but you know, you're there and you're there five days a week, four days a week. And what if you don't like it, you know, I feel like per diem is a great option if you don't know what you want yet and just, you know, like dip your toes in for a little bit and then you can always quit and then find another um, per diem job that you really like and want to move forward to full time. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy because I I can only speak for Vegas, right? But there's only so many places you can work out here. And everyone knows everyone. It's small. So I'm assuming it would be the same exact way in other places. And when people, you know, if I want to like go somewhere, I would probably know somebody who works there. And that's what it's going to be like. Um, I think for you guys who live in like small cities like that, I mean, Vegas isn't a small city, but it's a small community, you know, ultrasound is small. So I can only imagine even smaller communities, like, and everyone probably, a lot of people know each other because this field is so, it's about networking. And I, I really like that about this, but if I was to want to go, you know, figure out another per diem job I could just ask someone like hey do you guys have any openings over there and if I really wanted to I could work there so it's kind of interesting and I honestly I would rather be per diem I'm only full-time because one I I really wanted the benefits and two like because I needed the health insurance and stuff because it's really expensive if you don't have benefits like and so it's really nice to have that and two I was per diem for four years of my career so I was working two jobs for four years straight and I thought it was about time for me to just kind of settle into a full-time position and get those benefits and I really do enjoy that right now I've only been full-time for about almost a year gonna be a year soon and I really like it because I only have to work three twelves but not everyone has that right I don't want to work four tens at all (laughs) and I don't want to work five eights anymore. So it's either three twelves for me 
or per diem. And, you know, it's after having all this experience, I can finally say that. But for you guys who are going to be new grads, take all the opportunity that to opportunity that you can, I think, learn all that you can. And you'll get that from both hospital or clinic, being full-time or per diem. Just get, get a job. <laughs> get that <laughs> job, you know? So I'm A job excited. is a job. You know, it's the first step. Yeah, especially for new grads, like get that experience anywhere, any offer. But like I said, you guys are going into a field where there's a lot of opportunity. And I've seen so many of you guys that are in the Discord, so many, even my uh, moderators and the admin, like they're getting jobs right away. They're getting offers right away. So I know you guys can do it. Yay. (laughs) That was well said. With positivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next question. Why did you choose to go back to school? I think this is more for you. Like, yeah. why did you choose to go to uh, get your master's? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I decided that I wanted something new for myself. And I also want to eventually maybe move up into management, eventually maybe work at UNLV at the university. To teach at the university level, you need a master's. You need one degree that's above the degree you're you're teaching at. So if I I can already work at an associate's program because I have a bachelor's, right? But if I want to work at a bachelor's program, I need to have a master's. So that's kind of why I chose to go back to school, and uh, it just opens more doors, more opportunity. That's why. And we discussed this in depth in our episode six, so way back earlier to this uh, podcast uh this baby podcast um that's where you'll find more in-depth of Giselle's answers and why she chose to go back to school yep awesome so go, go listen to that and if you have any more questions about it or MBA stuff DM me and we'll talk about it it's fun so far <laughs> and then so far yeah so far uh we have one more question before we end this episode it's a really big, heavy one. We'll go <laughs> real quick about it, but we can go into an in-depth episode in the future for this. So th- uh, things you wish you knew slash had prepared before starting the program. I mean, that's a loaded question. Uh, that I is have a loaded question. full YouTube video on that. So you can look at that full YouTube video, but you know, I want to ask Lynn just because now she's in the program. So what do you wish you knew? And what do you wish you had prepared? Oh, gosh. You know, like I I went into this program, didn't really do much research, much less, you know, like I just said how I chose my specialty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Things I wish I knew. uh, Gosh, I didn't know much. You know, I, I went in kind of, you know, keeping my mind open, trying to observe everything. I just wanted to be, to come out of this program, the best sonographer that I can be. Like, I want to do my job well. I want to love my job. I want to have a great workplace environment with my future coworkers. With that said, I didn't really have much expectations. I had expectations for myself. I had expectations for the school. Like, I expected to be taught well. I expected to be taught um, so that I can become that best sonographer in my head. So the thing I wish I knew, um, is to, even though I had that low expectations and 
low expectation for the program, yet high expectation for what I'm learning. I still got, you know, like my, I think it was two episodes ago, I said that for clinicals, I had a kind of like reality check or like a culture shock because I was expecting to know so much, but then I don't. So the only thing that I wish I knew was that to kind of reel back in my, you know, anxiety of becoming prepared for clinicals because you can't learn. I I mean, I didn't know that school is supposed to teach you the bare minimum or the basics. And then that's where you have clinicals is where you learn. Because in my mind, clinicals was um, you learn everything in classroom and then you apply it to uh, real life, not learning as you go in real life, you know. And I came back, I came to sonography with a non-medical background. So that was my thinking of clinicals. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was the one thing I wish I knew, just like mentally prepare myself for clinicals and preparing that I'm not please excuse this noise outside my window (laughs) I don't know what's going on I don't know if you can hear it can you hear it kind of yeah Yeah, they're uh, they're marching yeah it sounds like a band oh yeah there's a school (laughs) New York welcome to New York everyone I love yes anyway back to my uh thought you know things I wish I knew just to kind of know that I'm gonna learn more in clinicals than I do in class that's actually good um I think if you guys are wanting to touch up a little bit more on this our next episode is going to be about clinicals and like our experiences in clinicals so definitely take a listen to that but we can go into more depth because that is what makes something you know I wish I knew that too like I wish I knew that I didn't need to know everything because that's how much I was freaking out before clinicals And really, I think everyone feels the same way. You have anxiety, you want to do your best, you want to be good, you want to be prepared for clinicals that like, even this, it's like, how do you prepare for starting the program? Like, all you have to do is just be ready to start the program. I mean, you don't really need to prepare yourself for anything. They're going to teach you. And obviously, you can do the things where like, oh, read anatomy or like watch some anatomy videos, but you don't know to the extent of what they're going to teach you, how they're going to teach you. I mean, just kind of understand how you want to learn because, but even though you go into the program, maybe one way of learning and memorizing and understanding is going to be different in the program than when you were doing prereqs or like undergrad or other schools, you know, because this is something that is way different and you can't prepare, you really can't prepare for the ultrasound program. Like you just take it as it is and just be ready to learn and study. And from what you said, I think the only thing to prepare is to prepare your mindset. You know, you know, a program is not easy. Yeah. It's it's tough and it's not, you know, not really black and white as what you expect. You know, if you learn anatomy, like human human anatomy and physiology is a little bit different than anatomy for ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also very different when you're actually in the clinical setting. So you know, you can know the anatomy front and back, but do you know how to find it on an ultrasound scan? You know, so that's totally another thing, another story, but we hope you guys enjoyed today's Q&A and we definitely love answering your questions. So please stay tuned. Happy end of May. And uh, we'll see you guys in June. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you can take some take some takeaways from this episode and our other episodes. 
and we'll talk to you and see you next month. <laughs> I'll fight doing. Yes, next month. Bye guys. Good luck. Bye. Happy May. Bye. <laughs>